Hello and welcome to Irreverent Testimony, brought to you by Netroots Radio, the political podcast by and for millennial and Gen Xer types from a left-wing perspective. It is Saturday, September 15th, 2018. I'm Travis. I'm Rachel. And that noise you hear in the background is our air conditioner because... <laughs> Climate change. Yeah. <laughs> about this time of year, it should be in the 60s or 70s on a day like today. And instead, it's about 96? Yeah. No, 97? I just went and had brunch outside on a patio in the shade and uh, came back and I just... I'm melting. It's so, so here, here in Denver, Colorado, it's... Uh, right in the middle of summer. I mean... And it's the middle of September, so... Right. Okay. And it always snows by Halloween. So, <laughs> I guess we're just going to have it's 90 gonna, degrees and then it'll just snow. And then we'll just have no fall. Snow within no six cute weeks. Boots, no nice scarves. No, like, 60, 70 degree beautiful Colorado weather. We'll just have 90 and then snow. Yep. Thanks, China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everybody. Good show. Uh, okay. So, uh, it's been another... It's been quite a week. I would say so. Once again, uh, Rachel has all kinds of things to read and complain about. <laughs> is this what this has become? Yeah, you it's just you thought Rachel she complain was, about things. She thought she was ranty <laughs> last week. Oh boy, does she have oh. some more for you? Uh, why don't we start with that with a good yeah. Rachel rant? Well, what do you so feel ranty about today? I feel pretty ranty about uh, BK Brett Kavanaugh, the soon-to-be. <sighs> Supreme Court nominee, nominee justice, really, I guess. Um, so, all right. In case you haven't heard, because you live under a rock, um, the right, we're doing confirmation hearings for Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, the hearing part is done. That's over. They're going to vote on him next week. Um, and sort of at the tail end of that, earlier this week, I think it was Thursday, maybe Friday, right? Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, tail end of the week. Um, there was this report that Diane Feinstein had Feinstein Feinstein uh-huh. had um, forwarded a letter that she received to the FBI for investigation about Brett Kavanaugh, in which a woman accused him of some sort of um, sexual impropriety or assault or something. And um, a lot of rumors flew around about what rumors, it was. Most of them were of wrong. A lot of craziness, right? Like just sort of from like liberals and Democrats and people of like, oh, he raped all these people and then all these other people being like, oh, it's probably nothing and we didn't know. So like, we didn't comment on it because I don't fucking know. And it uh, turns out that when Brett Kavanaugh was in high school, um, he went to a party, he went to an all boys high school mm-hmm. and he went to this party and there was this young woman that he and his buddy, um, they went into this room at the party and uh, locked the door, turned the music up to hide the sounds of her protest, uh, threw her on the bed, got on top of her, put her there. He put his hand over her mouth and attempted to rape her. She was able to um, get out of that situation somehow. We don't really know all the details about that, but she, it's an uh, attempted rape. Um, and she came forward uh, asking to be anonymous. She sent the letter to two California senators. Um, and so... By the way, just for um, the sake of, um, uh, I guess a rep and a senator, but anyway. Well, uh, uh, just for the sake of semantics, an attempted sexual assault is still a sexual assault. Correct. That's correct. Right. So, <clears throat> I would I would say yes. That's still an assault. Um, so Brett Kavanaugh's a rapist. Uh, we could be right. I mean, <laughs> if he could, could if he would, right? 
Could if he would be one. Um, and probably has been since. We don't know. Um, and, you know, our... Are we real, real surprised about that? Like, well, okay. can I say a couple of things before I let you just kind of yeah, take over all the of ranting? Course, of course. Um, it, it's interesting in that Mitch McConnell and other people in in the Senate and Congress told Trump, "Not Kavanaugh, not Kavanaugh. Look, there's plenty on the list. Not this guy." But and, Trump picked him because he. Well, hold on. Yeah. They said, "Not this guy." And a lot of people think that Trump and they thought the reason that McConnell et al. were saying that was because of his his questionable history on with torture and the Bush administration and because he is so sort of stridently uh, imperial president, like the president is, is above the law. And they thought that would be too hot button given the investigation. Right. Like he said, like presidents should not be investigated and have no right to be subpoenaed. And right. Right. And that that is kind of what people assumed uh, in terms of the reason why uh, McConnell and others uh, were, were against Kavanaugh. But maybe, yeah, maybe it's this stuff. Well, I think that's certainly the reason that Trump picked him against the GOP leadership's objection. Well, sure, but I want to stick to... But the letter and the controversy right, right now. So I'm just saying, I think that's why he picked him. But oh, I don't think he picked him because he's a rapist. I think he picked him because he no, no, I, I, used I, him I, as being a protective uh, force on the court. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Right. That's why. But I, I'm wondering now if the warning against Kavanaugh had more to do with right. this and perhaps other things we're going to hear about this right. coming week. So then after this happens, um, and it gets leaked exactly what happened, because there was a there's a chunk of time where we have no idea. Um, the woman asked to remain anonymous, and so there was some hand-wringing and things about like what's going to be released and what's leaked and whatever. Then, within 24 hours of the release of the information about what the charge is or what the accusation is, uh, <laughs> there's this letter that surfaces signed by 65 women. Yeah. Convenient timing. Within 24 hours, there's a letter written, signed by 65 women that knew him in high school. And I would like to gently remind you that he went to an all-boys school. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Within 24 hours saying, oh, no, 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 no. He's great. He's not. He never raped me. He's not a rapist. He's always been such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. Right. So there's a lot to unpack in all of this, right? Quite a bit. I mean, we talked last week about the future of the court and what that could mean for civil rights protections for people of any marginalized group um, across the board. So that was already really upsetting. Um, And then to find out that, um, you know, this sort of sexual misconduct exists in his history. And then that like, you know, they knew, right? Like this letter didn't just appear out of nowhere. They've known about this for months and they've had this, whatever committee going around finding women who will say he didn't rape them therefore he must never have raped anyone sure, sure. um and then they, they're logic. able to produce it out of you know in a matter of 24 hours from 35 years ago when he went to an all-boys <laughs> school so it's pretty 65 fucked up. women i mean there's a ladies <laughs> yeah. man for you huh right i i can name all my female friends on one hand Probably I mean, in most high school. Of your, oh, in high school, I was like, I was like, most of your friends. No, I'm talking about when I was in high school. <laughs> right. And be to be able to track them down. <clears throat> right. Right, and have them 
consent to signing a letter that says you never raped them as though that's relevant in some way. Right. Travis, let me just ask you, if I were to murder you right now, yeah, um, because of whatever reason, I just decided that, that mm-hmm. was a thing I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to court. Do you imagine that the jurors would be really swayed by the notion that I could say, look, you're all in the same room with me. I haven't murdered everyone. Therefore, you can't Therefore I didn't murder Travis. I'm not a murderer because I didn't murder everyone I've ever known. Yeah, either either that works on some level or, or people or rapists and their uh, the legal PR teams think it works. Uh, that was the, the remember Cosby uh, defense did this yeah. over and over and over. All right. these characters, he never, I worked with him for 20 years. He never did anything inappropriate to me. Yep. As if to say, well, if he didn't do it to you, he couldn't have done it to anybody. And yeah, the, it's such basic logic, but it's still like what they do. Right. And it's like, okay, I mean, if you if think If you didn't that rape works, every woman you've ever known, then you've never raped anybody. Yeah. Just isn't how that works, right? Um, so first of all, fuck those women, um, who said that if someone came forward and said something about a person in my life that I used to know back in high school and said, did they ever, you know, do you think that like, I I don't even know how, how do you even, Hey, this guy you knew 35 years ago, um, is being accused of doing this thing. Sign a letter that says that you don't think he would do that. Why would why, why would you sign that? You don't. And, and, were you and, there? Were you in the room? Like, why would you sign that letter? What what and to compelled be fair, them to do that? When the Al Franken controversy was happening, there was a similar letter or, or group of letters from like right. current and former staffers, and we said the same thing. Same thing. Like same that, thing. What, Doesn't that's matter. Nice, I guess, but that has nothing to do with fucking irrelevant. The, the case at hand. No. No, it's completely irrelevant. Like, if, if you are a, a, a creep, it doesn't mean you're necessarily a creep to every single woman you encounter. Right. It, you know, I, it's, this is really simple logic here. Uh, right. I mean, it just yeah. is... I, I, what's more to say about that? Well, I mean, it's just so there's stupid. There's so many more things to say, though. So No, but not, not in terms of that argument. Right. No, like, that argument is just that, fucking stupid. And I don't give a shit about that letter, and neither does anybody else. Um... Then there's this argument going around that like, oh, I mean, it was so long ago when he was a teenager and it was, you know, it's 35 years ago. Like, we can't hold him responsible for things he did when he was 17. And I will tell you to go fuck yourself if you have that opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, half of them are just, you know, no, this woman's lying. We don't know who she is because she's anonymous. She came out of the woodwork. That's one thing if you want to take that angle. But we, that's a whole, you know, believe women argument. But then to just to say, oh, it's fine because it was so long ago. It's like, fine. It was so long ago and no one else has come forward. So it was probably just that one time. Now, <laughs> if that, as if that makes it OK. Right. So. I don't care about any of that. I don't care how long ago it is that you tried to rape somebody or if that was the only time you ever tried to rape somebody, which, of course, we have no idea if that's true. Um, I was having this conversation with somebody at work, and, you know, I think part of the reason this woman probably came forward was precisely to say, hey, uh, like, y'all, if this dude did something to you, I'm opening the floodgates. Mm -hmm. Come out and say something if, you know, you feel like you can. That may or may not happen, and there's lots of reasons women do and don't come forward, and we can we've talked about that at length before. Um, but I'm just really tired of all this like rape apologism that's been going around. Yeah, like I'm just really fucking sick of it. Um, it's not okay, even if you only did it once. It's not okay, even if you only did it in high school. It's not okay. Um, 
if it was a really long time ago, it's not okay. And considering that this person is about to sit on the high court and decide women's rights and, and everyone's rights and a number of things in case law that directly impact us, it should be absolutely disqualifying. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And, and from a straight dude perspective, Trev. Yeah. Because I think from my perspective, I don't know really any woman that I've ever met that doesn't have something that happened at oh, some yeah. point, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it may not be Literally to this degree, and it ever, may be to any. a much worse degree. It, it, who cares about degrees, right? And so from your perspective, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of talk of, you know, well, maybe it was a misunderstanding and they were sort of fooling around and maybe she just, you know, remembers it differently than he does and he probably didn't think that he did the thing that he said he did and he was just messing around and wrestling and whatever, right? As a straight white man uh, who's been around girls, oh, yeah. how do you two. feel about this story? And, and what, what are your thoughts about what is alleged? You know, it... it it reminds me of so many episodes. I, you know, I was a guilty pleasure. I love Law and Order SVU. Yes. Where the, uh, the the detectives and the prosecutors just say, "Fuck the Constitution" and just right. kind of work together, do whatever they <laughs> want. And, right. Uh, but you know, they they go after you know uh, pervs, sexual rapists, rapists and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know it's dear to my heart and. Uh, they did, the the scene that this lady describes is like almost from like fifteen different episodes of the way that that show starts and and like to me there's not a lot of gray area I let me put it this way okay I I I wasn't like King Stud Muffin in high school that had all these girls but I had girlfriends and I fooled around with girls and I right went to parties started and- at a decent age right. Uh, but never with a girl who it was not unambiguously interested in me or we had a, a relationship or a mutual understanding that this is something we wanted to do. Like I never just sort of a girl I was that was an acquaintance or that I just met would would say, let's wrestle and I'm going to start taking off your clothes or lock you in a room and lock put your you hand in a over room your mouth and, and put my hand over your mouth with my buddies and turn the stereo up so people don't hear like. That is a clear line from when I was old enough to understand what sex was. Like, to me, that's pretty obviously not okay. Right. Would never occur to you to do that. And it's nowhere in the realm of anything that could be considered consensual unless it's some prearranged role play thing, which when you're like 15 at a party, there's probably no way you're going to do that. Right. Um, so when people say boys will be boys and maybe he just drank too much and who cares, you're saying I was a boy and I was boys being boys and I would never fucking have done uh, it's, that. It's insulting and it's horrifying and I've never, ever, ever understood it. And I, and I was a little naive back in the day to think that some people that were probably my male peers and friends were doing things like that. Right. Because I didn't do it and my close friends didn't do it, but... And you would never have allowed it to happen. No, of and, course not. Yeah. No. So hearing from a straight white dude, everybody... Like, this is not normal. This is not a thing that just sort of happens. No, it's not boys be boys. It's not normal. It's not okay. And let's not even get into some of the other stuff. Like, let's say this was proven out to be unequivocally true 
Uh, then, of course, it would turn to, well, why was she at a party and why was she drinking and why did she walk into a room with multiple boys and what was she wearing? And mm-hmm. yeah, We haven't even gotten to that What was her reputation? And right, right. Did she sleep around a lot and mm-hmm. did they have an expectation that she'd mm-hmm. be okay with it? And all of that, like, plays into it. And still, even if she was one of those women, young girls, who felt a sense of sexual autonomy and and slept with multiple people and it got around and she had that reputation and I, I you know, I'm just not gonna... Um, well, I'm glad you brought up that, her, that but, other part. But, but even if all of that was true, all of that can be true, right? If uh-huh. that is the type of person that she was when she was 15, then why did you feel the need to lock the door, turn up the music and put your hand over her mouth? I, I, exactly. Well, let me, let me take it a step further, right? Uh, because... Like if I'm like, let's go have sex and somebody's like, great... And then we go do that. There's no need for any of that unless, like you said, it's like some sort of well, prearranged role-playing hold, thing. Hold, but hold like, on, what, hold on, what? hold on, hold on. Because you said something very important. You said, well, was there an expectation? Okay, that even if there's an expectation, there's still consent. Uh, there are multiple times I recall maybe a girl saying, hey, my parents are not around, come over. And I get there and then nothing happens or she's like, no, I don't really want to. And... Hey, that is still that right. expectation can, does not equal consent. You can revoke consent <laughs> at Shit, any time. You can revoke consent at, in literally the in the sex. middle of sex. Yeah. At the end of sex. Yeah. All the whole time. The whole time. Bodily autonomy is always your own, right? Yeah. But even if that were all true and she was like, let's go have sex now. And then said, no, I've changed my mind. Then what is with the locking of the door and the turning up of the music and the hand over the mouth? Yeah. It's clear this is not a case of, oh, well, you know, two sides here. <sighs> Who knows what really happened? No, 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 no. It's fucking rapey and it's gross. And now we'll have, what, two rapists or would-be rapists on the Supreme Court. You can join Clarence Thomas. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be very respectful for women's reproductive I'm rights. I'm sure they'll be very respectful of of women's Title IX rights and, and of established law and reproductive rights and... You know, all of the things that matter. So that's they, what we're up against here. Um, in the in the broader Kavanaugh context, uh, everybody's going down with the ship. Murkowski and Collins are, I guess, going to tank their political careers to get this guy through. Okay. I guess. I, I mean, I don't even necessarily know that will happen, but it's certainly seems risky. It seems that way. Yeah. They won't comment on phone calls they've had and meetings they've had with him. They're going to um, vote yes. I mean, even some Democrats, even Heidi Heitkamp, said, I haven't seen any red flags yet. It's like, oh, yeah, Cory Booker didn't show you huge red flags the other day. Like, he's getting confirmed. Like, yes. Yeah. There's no stopping it. No. Um, now, but, he, he could be tarnished and damaged and seem illegitimate, and that could lay the groundwork for future when we talk about stacking the court and things like that. Right. But he still gets a vote. Yeah. In the meantime. Yeah, he gets some he deciding votes. He still gets one-ninth of the power of the Supreme Court yep. in the meantime. Yep. So. I mean, I don't see any way he doesn't get confirmed. No. Unless either. the only chance would be in the next, like, 48 hours, there's, like, a flood of other women with very detailed yeah. things. Um, even then. And even then, with this Congress, this GOP Congress, I don't Look know. Look at our president. I don't know. The president. I don't know if they care. The president has 12 women who have accused him of rape. President of the United States. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, what? 
that's the world we live in. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? And, and, it doesn't and, matter to Republicans. Women do not matter. We are not people. We are not whole. We are not important. No. Literally everything else is important, but not women. Right. And not minorities and not black people and not gay people and not no, anybody who doesn't look exactly like them is not important. Yes. So here's the thing. Um, it's not done deal. I hate to sound like all downtrodden and tell you to try to make take action, but you know, we can try and call people and especially if you live in an area where you have somebody that's on that committee that can, you know, or or just a senator in general that might vote the wrong way, like make a bunch of calls and all the things, right? It's probably not going to make any difference. Um, what will, though, is is really making this a rallying cry uh, for women um, and for men who aren't garbage, hopefully, um, in the midterms, which is this is what happens when we don't vote or we don't vote Democrat mm-hmm. or we don't care or we don't pay attention. Um, all the things that you thought were settled law and all of the things that, that you thought were progress we've made and we're going to make further progress are going to be rolled back. And so we have to really tie this around the necks of Republicans. Yeah. And we have to say, look, this is what happens when you vote R yeah. or when you vote third party. Or when you This don't is vote. what happens. And so if you care about these things and they matter to you and this is really upsetting, then it's a really important thing to make that known with your vote and also to make that known with your voice in talking to and about every single person that votes to confirm this guy. Um, Whether they're, you know, the most right-wing piece of shit ever and you live in an awful state, and I'm so sorry if that's true, um, I will be hanging this around Cory Gardner's neck forever. Um, Uh But that's that's all we got left, right? Like, yeah. the, it's gonna probably happen. We can try to stop it, it probably won't work. Um, and so then the, the, the next step is really um, making it known your level of distaste and, and disgust and um, anger about it happening. And so then that lays the groundwork for not only ousting all of these garbage people, but also for the possibility of stacking the court if we take back majorities in both um, chambers of Congress. And um, the presidency. Eventually. And the presidency, right? So. That's where, and I know. I mean, it that's sounds, where we are. It sounds dim, but it is fucking dim. Hill to climb, but that's where we are. But that's it's dim. It are. just is. It just is a shitty situation, and there's just nothing else to say about it. And you know, elections have consequences. Is true, and so let's make this election have a lot of consequences, right? In November, yeah. Let's make sure that it um, is reverberated around the world that well, speaking, we're not happy. Speaking of elections. There was a big uh, primary on a weird at a weird time in New York mm-hmm. uh, this past week, mm-hmm. and New York's really interesting and really weird. Yes, uh, Cuomo defeated Cynthia Nixon, the upstart, easily. Bummer. Um, yes. And Cynthia Nixon saying stupid things on Twitter now. Um, she but said something really lovely at first, and I haven't seen anything after that. But. She's hit or miss. She, she's really trying to play to the Bernie crowd. Yeah. Um, she's playing up this whole. Anti-Trump is not enough. Democrats have to stand for something. And, I, and I'm just so sick of that because if you're a white progressive and being anti-fascist, anti-white supremacist, anti-revoking uh, Roe v. Wade, anti-baby jail, if that's not enough for you, really fuck you and I don't have any time for you. I just don't. That, that, right. that That's a cop-out for being a whiny brat who didn't get your way. Right. That is, that's all it is. And, and, and for being... Anti-Trump doesn't and, just mean I hate the president. It means... 
I am against everything that has happened since January 20th of 2017. Yeah. I mean, that's what it means. It's not about him. It's about the Muslim ban mm-hmm. and rolling back Title IX and undermining public education and uh, military parades and the giant disaster that we have uh, internationally and globally and our standing in the world. It's, it's, it's not just like, oh, I don't like the orange guy. It's, it's not. It's, this is, our country is falling apart. And it's almost exclusively people from a place of privilege who yes. say those things. Correct. Oh, Democrats have to stand for something. Me, usually a white person. Once of, college of free and free means. healthcare. Yeah. yeah, like enough. I, I, I'm, I'm sick of that. Uh, no, actually being against all that is enough. That <laughs> is standing for something. Yes. It is. It's standing for quite a bit, actually. It is. It is. It's standing for that is all really bad. And I don't want that to be the country that I live in. That's a basic American value to stand against everything that's happened since January of 2017. But, but it's also that excuse to do the same shit again. Right. Uh, and so I'm sick of that. It's and this excuse to say, oh, we don't need to talk about identity politics. We just mm-hmm. really want to talk about the economy. Right. Right. And that's just, I'm tired of it. Yep. Uh, any, in any event. Uh, so uh, well, hold on though. I did want to add just while we're talking about the election uh-huh. midterms, um, there was a uh, great, piece after the New York primaries finished about um, some good news, which is it is possible that 100 women will be elected to the House of Representatives in November of 2018. 100 women. That is a record in all of American history. Um, The last time that women got real mad and decided to run, they used to call it the Year of the Woman, which was 1992 during Mm -hmm. President Bill Clinton's tenure. Mm -hmm. And uh, they elected 18 women, I want to say. Something like that. Or maybe it was 18% of the um, nominees from the Democratic Party were women. Mm -hmm. And right now, 50, 5-0, half of the nominees for the House of Representatives that are not incumbents are women. Yeah. So, it's possible that we would have an influx of a shitload of women on the Democratic Party Progressive side. Progressive women. Progressive and women, of, women color. of color. Trans women, gay women, uh, a fair number of white women, I'm sure. Um, and that's extraordinary. That matters. And it's great. Interestingly, um, so all of that pretty much is on the Democratic side. And on their, the GOP side, um, they will have a a loss of women on their uh, ticket. So they have 23 women currently serving, Mm -hmm. the Republican Party does. They're going to lose at least four of those women and Mm -hmm. maybe possibly like up to eight. Um, No, it's the old white man party. They're just all full on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't give a fuck. And a lot of women have just like resigned or run for state office or, you know, just fuck this. Um, But on the Democratic side, there's been some really good upsets. You know, several like long-standing Congress people, congressmen, um, lost their primaries in this cycle, which is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Two women of color, two women in general. I mean, it's it's really pretty extraordinary. Um, and when we talk about stuff like Kavanaugh, we talk about Roe v. Wade, and we talk about this kind of things, people are like, well, yeah, but people have to vote, and you have to come out, and it's all true. All of it's true. But I think that we can look at how people are 
engaging in the primary process and who's running and who's being supported by not just women, but by the Democratic Party as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the argument women are really fucking pissed is bearing itself out. And I really want to keep that energy and momentum going forward through the midterm so that we can say unequivocally, we've always been here. We've always been pissed. But like, yeah, we have fully like we're taking our own political autonomy back right. and we will and, 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 just be your fucking colleague yeah. and we're making phone calls to the fucking senator just be one and the difference also is when you're talking about well I mean all these these pink hatted women I'm sure they voted for Hillary Clinton it's like sure but man, now many more of them are engaged in registering voters and canvassing on doors. and making calls mm-hmm. and then that stuff the matters. percentage of, of women who have donated to political campaigns is higher than it's ever been in history mm-hmm. it's up by like 18 percent um it, women are not like like we were talking about last week like people are mad and the approval ratings are what they are but the level to which people are mad and engaged is not something that polls really are showing or or can really account for and so i not, think not so much not i think really. that that's just to remember like yeah the it, women are mad <laughs> but we won't know until we know and right. then there's also the chance of shenanigans and voter suppression Correct. and Yes. All kinds of other things. Or in the case of back to New York, if you have an antiquated, horrible voting system like they do in New York, mm-hmm. um, things get weird. But so <laughs> let me just talk about New York. New York, the, the, the state house in New York is a very weird place. And what happened was you had all these elected Demo- Democratic reps who formed this thing uh, with the encouragement of Cuomo, it seems, I don't know how many years ago now, called the IDC, the Independent Democratic Caucus or Council. And essentially, they were Republican plants. They would caucus with the GOP to kill a lot of progressive legislation or forward conservative legislation. And and nobody really has a good answer as to why. Um, Now, Cuomo felt the wind change and kind of got them to back off and pledge they'd stop doing that. But they all they almost got wiped out anyway in this. uh, Right. These are so these are state house members in New York state. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'd really loved uh, because Armando's good about sort of the history of this. But but I've never heard him really explain why they did this or how this happened or what the Republicans have on them. Are are they getting greased? Like what is going on that these are? elected Democratic reps were doing this. Like, right. imagine this happening They were just here. caucusing with Republicans every time. Yeah. So, like, they're not Democrats, but then I guess they think people are stupid, and so they just vote for the D. If well, it worked, that. For, it worked for a while. Right, and but so many of them, yeah, just lost their primary. Six of eight or something. Yeah, seven yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like no, no more of that. So but, people, that, that to me says, though, that people are really engaging in the political yeah. process. They're paying attention for the first time for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. To know that that's happening and go, oh, fuck, I don't want to, no, no, who, is there somebody else? No, like, we who's want, running it? Like, Democrats I want actual want fucking Democrats. Yeah. Or, you know, progressive people in our party. And I think that's a really good sign. I think it's, um, I think it's really great. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm encouraged by that. For sure. Okay. Well, moving on from that, a uh, whole bunch more to get to. I guess before the break, we'll just jump right into Paul Manafort. Oh, my uh, God. Paul Manafort has apparently flipped. Yes. Um, he, he entered a guilty plea and announced that he would cooperate fully uh, with the special counsel going as far to say is... Yeah, I'm just going to read a little thing from this article about it. Just yeah. a paragraph because I was just shocking. <laughs> um you know, we've long speculated that, like, eh, he can't really do that because, you know, um, the Russians and, he, you know, all the things. Uh, he'll just wait for a pardon. And I don't know what 
switched in his brain, but he decided not to wait for a pardon and to fully cooperate. And we didn't know that he was really, truly going to fully cooperate until this came out. And and the last part is sort of the most shocking. Um, so this is what it was uh, the New York Times. Uh, Jackson noted Manafort has agreed to cooperate, quote, fully and truthfully mm-hmm. with the investigation conducted by the Office of Special Counsel, including participating in interviews and debriefings, producing any documents in his control, testifying, and agreeing to delay sentencing until a time set by the government. Manafort also waived his right to have counsel present for every debriefing or interview. Manafort waived his right to have counsel present for every deep... That's Talk insane. Talk about how unusual that is. <clears throat> that's, that's unheard of. I was talking to Sandy, our lawyer, uh, and <laughs> she, she literally just said, um, oh, no, 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 no. Never, ever, and never, ever would I ever know. What, what, what? I missed that. What? No, never would I ever in a million years let that happen. No. Right? Yeah. That's insane. And the, I think there's a couple of important points here, which is the fact that they're really um, sort of tying his cooperation with his sentencing. The fact that he's allowed them to delay his sentencing until after his cooperation is over. Right. What that means is that his level of cooperation will determine how many years of jail he's sentenced to. So he can fully cooperate and they can get a lot of information out of him and, and secure a lot of convictions and he may have a very light sentence, or he can be kind of dodgy and maybe not give everything up and they'll just throw the book at him. But he's agreed, right? His agreement to allow sentencing to be delayed until after his cooperation is complete yeah. is an indication that they're not fucking around and that he understands that if he does not give up all the fucking dirt, he goes away forever. It's like uh, this uh, Mueller guy knows what he's doing. Right. And. <laughs> The other interesting part of that, I would say, is that he will not be out of jail during this time, which means he was really, really fucked when he made this deal. Oh, yeah. For him to agree to stay in jail during the course of this investigation, his cooperation, any trials, any testifying, any interviewing that he has to do in order to get his sentence reduced means that his sentence was that it was bad. Well, let's go to the guilty plea for a second, because remember, it was just a couple weeks ago. He was uh, he was convicted on ten of eighteen charges. Mm-hmm. The uh, or was it eight of eighteen or ten of eighteen? There was ten of eighteen, and I then think, I think they were hung on ten, but they, I can't remember. They were exactly, hung on anyway. eight or ten, all to do with bank fraud, which I said, oh, fine, because fuck the banks, right? But <laughs> then basically, he got up the other day and and copped to all of it anyway. Right. So I'm just kind of wondering how that one juror feels who became infamous for, yeah. for hanging the other yeah. jury. Yeah. I just don't know. And then well, the Manafort gets up and says, no, nah, I did all that. No, yeah. So the judge in the case, um, so the, the state, the prosecution came forward, the special counsel's team, and um, had like one of the longest, like uh, basically monologues around sentencing ever it was yeah. like 40 minutes long or something yeah <clears throat> detailing literally every crime that they charged him with and the judge remarked about it and said like <laughs> that may have been one of the longer <laughs> versions of that that's ever happened um but everything that you've heard is all of that accurate 
did did you do all of did those things? Did you actually do all this shit? And he said, yes, I absolutely did. Yeah. And then the judge said, okay, and do you want to plead guilty? And he said, I plead guilty. So they really, they, I mean, I don't know what else was going to happen in his other trial, but like, I can't really imagine how bad it's going to get for the Trump team, considering all of those things, all of these equivocations that he's given to the state to say, you can keep me in jail. I don't need my lawyer present. I'll tell you everything. I don't like, I'll admit to everything. I'll tell you like, Let's back up a little bit That's and talk crazy, about like, who, who just, Manafort just, is and what he might have on Trump, right? Sure. Because the the Julie, can we just acknowledge that that's like really extraordinary in criminal justice? That's that's it's an extraordinary thing that he's doing. Yeah, and a lot of people are even having a hard time like knowing as fucked as Manafort was. Like maybe he got some sweet extra deals for protection of him and his family Probably. from the FBI. Probably because he's scared of the fucking Russians. Right. Um, we won't know the details of that for a long time. No. Uh, we won't know the details of everything he's agreeing to cooperate to either. Everybody's just no. speculating because there are no leaks from Mueller. Nope. Um, anyway. Airtight. Airtight. So, because uh, a lot of people didn't see this coming. Just thought, no, he's just he's never going to cooperate. He's just going to wait for a pardon. He's just going to wait for a pardon. Trump's or he's already gonna... indicated publicly that, like, he's such a good guy and I'll just pardon him. And that was what everyone was expecting. So whatever fucking happened, it's big. Well, and also the way uh, Mueller kind of got this this plea and all these with all these different tentacles it's kind of pardon proof uh i can't explain that as well as a lawyer could right but like a pardon ain't gonna help much apparently well if it's state crimes right so well it's federal crimes but there it was done it was in such a way where i i, I don't know i I, think, I would need a lawyer to explain well it. my understanding and i'm not a lawyer either but i work with lots of them is that uh a lot of so he only pled to two things and part of the plea deal was that the rest of those charges will stay there mm-hmm. until sentencing, right? Yeah. And so if he doesn't do what they say, then those charges are still valid and he can still be charged with them and go to trial. And yeah. if a state um, agency decided to charge him instead of the federal government for any of those things, that would be pardon proof. Right. So I think that's what that refers to, but there okay. may be other nuances that yeah there were some other fully. things too yeah. but you know it's it's yeah. dense legal stuff uh in any event so let's talk about manafort a little bit because you know giuliani and trump right he was he was a coffee fetcher and he was with the campaign for five minutes and he didn't do anything and he has nothing to do with trump <laughs> of course that he was the campaign I don't, they didn't manager call him a coffee fetcher in this case but they did say like these crimes have nothing to do with the trump campaign right 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 yeah yeah okay he was just the campaign manager sure but in, in any event so here's here's the problem for trump uh, this Paul Manafort goes back a long, long, long way with the Trump empire and with the Russian mafia. Mm-hmm. He he has been a famous go-between. Uh, and there's a lot of speculation that he, if not involved, was knows a lot about the whole Trump properties, Russian money laundering operation. Yes. Um, there's that. Uh, and then there's also the fact that the guy's just been connected with Putin and um, all things Russia for his whole professional career. Yeah. And if there is, if George W. Bush rejected him yeah, as being part of the campaign. Yeah. He didn't want. He didn't want. Cheney was like, no, no, we're not having that fucking guy come over here. No. No, that guy's no. a Putin puppet. That guy is no good. Yeah. And then <laughs> Trump was like, yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah. So, so good. And and this and it goes way back. And Paul Manafort knows 
the involvement of all the Trump kids in all those operations, in the Trump property, in the, in the Trump real estate, mm-hmm. and those dealings with, with the Russians. Mm-hmm. So, so and like, there's a lot of shit that buzzes around. And a couple weeks ago, it was like, well, Manafort's the one that could actually fuck him the most. And if that's true, then he's really fucked. Um, I expected, I haven't been on Twitter much today, but I expected a crazy Trump meltdown. Yeah. Uh, Somebody we, was like, whoever's holding his phone is like doing him more favors well, than he his was, legal he, team. He's <laughs> melting down about Hurricane Maria still. Well, that's because that's what you should do as president is Hurricane, oh, from Puerto Rico. I thought you meant Florence. Yeah. No, no, he's, no, he's, yeah. We're he's talk about that, that 3,000 people half, actually died and it's ethnic cleansing, that number we'll is a out. plot to make Trump look bad. We're going to talk about that later. Yeah. But no, he's whoever is. Yeah. No, he's not tweeting about Hurricane Florence. In charge of his iPhone is doing a better job than Rudy Giuliani <laughs> at keeping him out of trouble because he cannot say anything right now. He needs to shut the fuck up. But he can't help himself. Somebody's making him. It's not going to last. He's like long. locked in a room with a ball gag or something. Like somebody is just like, no, yeah. no, no. You cannot say anything. Manafort's going to fuck you. And if you say anything about it before he does, it's even he's, worse. How much worse could it get? I mean, he can make it worse. He can incriminate himself and make it really, really hard for his defense team. to. Well, I think he's already argument. done that with obstruction. I do, too. But you, you, the, the, no. <laughs> just no, do not talk. Just do not say anything ever. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Because God knows what he thinks that Paul Manafort knows that he does or doesn't know. And then the president, like, that's the thing, right, about this man is that Mueller's never said what he does or doesn't know. But it becomes really obvious what the president's worried about. Yeah. When yeah. he starts tweeting. And sure. that may be things that, like, they weren't even looking into yet. But that's the thing he's the most worried about because he's the thing that's going to get him in the most trouble. So he starts running his mouth about some bullshit. And then they're like, oh, we should look into that. It's like we watched uh, the first episode of the first season of Ozark last night, right? Yeah. And the guy comes in just kind of fishing, like, you know, which one of you stole from me? And then at a certain point, they all start pointing at each other and he didn't even know. <laughs> right. Yeah. He was like, no, I didn't know. I just made yeah. up $5 million because I thought maybe somebody was fucking with me but then you told me it was eight <laughs> right yeah so that's trump he's like th- that is trump trump would be that guy right. to, to do the tell and no then he stole eight million dollars the drug dealer guy was it, like right? well how did you know he's like well there was a tell and trump is the worst at that could you imagine this guy playing but this is why he loses casinos he can't even play a hand of poker <laughs> the guy his tells are the worst and oh boy are there all kinds of tells um you know it you with the common sense would say if they pinch somebody in your campaign for doing something wrong and you're really not worried, you don't say anything. You don't immediately start screaming about how this person was just a coffee fetcher and definitely not involved in X, X Y, Z, really specific thing. And you're yeah. like, oh, that was actually not why we picked them up. But that's a really good thing to look at. Now. Like Giuliani's Thanks. bad at that, too. Really bad. Like they, they, they tried this with the Woodward book, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, even in this this terrible book full of lies, there's there's nothing in the book about of collusion with Russians. It's like you're obviously scared shitless of being mm-hmm. caught colluding with Russians. Right. Or he just like gets obsessed with these people inside the Justice Department or the government generally that no one's ever heard of. And then when he starts just tweeting the about them, fever swamps. Right. Yeah. Well, but when he starts tweeting about them, then it's like okay, now you have to look at what that who is that? Oh, that. Oh, oh. And what were they and looking then, at? Right. And then it comes down to something that no one would ever have fucking looked at. 
But he starts getting all fucking crazy, and he's like, don't look at this person's a liar. And you're like, lying about who? What? Who's he talking about? Well, look. Look, what's what's happening now behind closed doors, if if it's true, and, and I think it probably is, that, that Manafort is the one who could really fuck him. Like, literally yeah. put Trump and his kids in prison. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Uh... Barring pardons, then yeah. then yeah, then Trump has just got to be sitting there saying, "Okay, how do we get rid of Mueller? How do we do it?" Yeah, like there's there's has to be a way. There, there's no choice now. I don't care about the, the politics was, yeah. and the midterms. Yeah. Like yeah. we have to stop this. My literal families and my own freedom and liberty are on the line. I don't give a shit if we lose the midterms. Because I'm a narcissistic and the presidency monster. and whatever, and, the, don't care. and the party goes down in flames. Don't like, care. Don't care about my reputation. Don't care about any of that. What I care about is, I want to go to jail. Yeah, I don't want my kids to go to jail. I don't think he cares about his kids going to jail personally, but he himself. I do think he cares about that. I think maybe he cares about that less than he cares about himself going I, I to jail. I don't think he cares about Don Jr. and um, Eric. I really don't. I, I think really he don't. cares because th- well, those legacy. are his progeny's legacy, that kind of stuff. No, I but think when he- it comes down to like the brass tacks of it, he, you know, he is a narcissist, and so he cares about himself. Well, they're all mafia, so I could tell you he's terrified of Don Jr. or Eric sitting in a room with federal prosecutors, getting them them to give up everything on Dad. I can tell you he's terrified of that. I mean, I just, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know. All right, we're going to take a break. We've got much more on this and a bunch of other stuff Rachel's going to rant to you about. So <laughs> don't go anywhere. We'll be it's right back. The Rantcast. Be back. Welcome back to Reverend Testimony, and it's time for another edition of Shit Rachel Found During the Break that Pissed Her Off, and she's going to rant about. We oh should think God. of a shorter uh, name for this segment. <laughs> Rachel had a mad. Is that like an acronym? Right. We should. All right. So I ran into this little treasure on barbed wire. I don't know what that. Yeah, I've heard of it. Website is, but this is written by a woman named Linda Harvey. Mm-hmm. She is the president of some garbage organization that hates women. Mm. And um, so she's a Republican. I. I oh, it's a different organization. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Um, the title of the article is "Kids Tutored in Quote Pleasure Despite STD Epidemic." So. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna talk about sex now, and comprehensive sex education. Oh, and, I know and, you're gonna uh, say that. I'd have the salt and pepper song queued up <laughs> for the break. Um, Maybe I'll do that. Okay. Here's how. There's lots of quotation marks because she thinks lots of things aren't real. I guess so. We're just gonna get into it. <laughs> Quote: You have a right to be sexual. Unquote. It's the siren song of groups like 
S-I-E-C-U-S, G-L-S-E-N, and Advocates for Youth to Lure America's Adolescents. Planned Parenthood tells teen girls on Facebook that, quote, sex is hot, unquote. Abstinence is not. Wait, what? Even universities like UC Santa Barbara are now promoting sexual pleasure for children ages four to seven. These are all links I'm not going to click on because what the fuck? Uh, yeah, just, let's just... They're probably Russian viruses anyway. Yet, the Centers for Disease Control just revealed that sexually transmitted diseases are exploding among our nation's youth. Yeah, probably quote, true. we are sliding backward, unquote, said Jonathan Merman, MD, MPH, director of CDC's National Center for HIV, AIDS, Viral Hepatitis, STD, and TB Prevention in the agency's press release. Quote, it is evident the systems that identify, treat, and ultimately prevent STDs are strained to near breaking point. Mm-hmm. Despite the stats, progressives virtually escort kids to clinics without parental knowledge where their sexual, quote, rights produce pills or IUDs that often fail or are incorrectly used. So this teen's next visit has one deadly purpose, to end the life of an unborn child whose mother is little more than a child herself. And at that visit, she may also ask about that strange genital discharge. Could this be any more messed up? The Centers for Disease Control recently reported on the explosion of sexually transmitted infections, chlamydia, a record 1.7 million cases in 2017, 45% among youth. Gonorrhea, up 67%. Syphilis has risen 76% and is especially high among young homosexual males. Other STDs are also at epidemic levels. Human papillomavirus, which can lead to cervical cancer, genital herpes, and the monster of STDs, HIV. So think of the incongruity of middle schoolers, aged 11, 13, trapped in progressive X-rated sex ed classes who dutifully learn that there is no need for sexual self-restraint. As a result, many begin early to experiment with practices that mar their healthy young bodies sometimes for life. This crucial fact is withheld or minimized as our precious kids are encouraged to engage, quote, safely in anal, oral, and vaginal sex at younger and younger ages. What kind of wicked adults would do this to kids? If an abortion doesn't break a girl's heart, infertility from chlamydia will. But these teens will be 30 years old before they see the rotten, quote, fruit of STD-induced infertility. They will sadly believe sexual anarchists like Lacey Green or Planned Parenthood and begin exercising a, quote, right to teen promiscuity. And let's not forget the deadly contribution of, quote, LGBTQ advocates who demand, quote, inclusive sex ed, i.e. lessons that outline in detail how kids can engage in anal and oral sex, the sex practices of homosexuals. <laughs> These lessons... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, not... Yeah. Those, anal and oral sex are, quote, the, the sex, sex practices, practices of homosexuals. Okay, so straight people don't have oral and anal sex. No, never. That's good to know. Girls don't have butts, and no <laughs> woman has ever stuck a man's dick in her mouth in her life. Yeah. These lessons Never. often encourage masturbation. Well, this woman obviously hasn't. I wonder how her marriage is going. Oh. These lessons often encourage masturbation. What's her, oh, oh, hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on The a quote gay community explodes over any attempt to restrict homosexual access to youth. But the evidence is everywhere that their influence is despicable. Parents at Emmaus High School in Pennsylvania found, finally, the content of radical pro-homosexual videos shown to all students during an April week of observing GLSEN's Day of Silence. Mm -hmm. 
outright molestation isn't always the outcome of, quote, LGBTQ propaganda, but mental and moral corruption always is. Well, what is her problem with masturbation? If she's so worried that everybody's fucking and spreading STDs, then shouldn't she be encouraging masturbation? We're going to get there. Okay. Still, the latest trend in, quote, comprehensive sex education, unquote, barrels onward with its latest demand, quote, pleasure, as the new focus of sex education. One group, the Healthy Teen Network, laments too much emphasis on disease. Quote, the disease prevention model has long gripped the field of adolescent health, casting all adolescent sexual activity in the narrowest, most sex negative of lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, correct. This group is dedicated to promoting pleasure and has an October conference in San Diego. Quote, so let's center pleasure in adolescent sex ed. <clears throat> let's assemble a new language for the field that fosters authentic conversations in classrooms. Conversations centered not, not on plumbing and pathology, but on pleasure. Do, quote, pleasure lessons include free antibiotics for 13-year-olds? And, of course, this group wants to make sure, quote, LGBTQ priorities are covered. Quote, and having frank, open conversations about sexual pleasure acknowledges people have sex for reasons other than reproduction, affirming the identities of LGBTQ plus people too often erased by curricula infatuated with the nitty-gritty details of when sperm meets egg. So correct. That's that's very good. <laughs> and yet, facts remain stubborn things. Male to male sex is still responsible for most HIV. CDC reports that in the year 2016, 67 percent of HIV infections were transmitted through male to male sex. Around 28,000 cases of HIV that year. And let's ask again: Why do schools support rather than discourage boys who claim some homosexual identity? Responsibility in sex is unpopular among today's, quote, hip educators. Mm-hmm. Bowing to social justice warriors, rabid feminists, and, quote, LGBTQ advocates, abstinence is discarded as the equivalent of racism. Never mind that this reasoning is short on reality and long on mythology. But the irresponsibility is not always the fault of schools. Other than hand-wringing, what is the CDC doing at the public health level to address this problem? A CDC web flyer for youth about sexually transmitted infections sounds the alarm over this epidemic. Quote, undiagnosed STIs cause 24,000 women to become infertile each year. Americans aged 15 to 24 make up just 27% of the sexually active population, but account for 50% of the 20 million new STIs in the U.S. each year. Yet three recommendations given for prevention are getting tested, reducing risk behaviors, and getting vaccinated for HPV. This sounds almost as weak and ineffectual as the CDC series of outrageous pro-homosexual videos produced during the Obama years called Doing It, enabling rather than discouraging male-male sex. Shouldn't we focus instead on abstinence until marriage? It's no longer a standard acceptable to public health officials, but we all know it would correct this epidemic. Do we really want to? Let's face it. Current policy simply manages STDs. No med- medical or political leader is apparently brave enough to do what needs to be done. It would mean offending slash excluding powerful special interests. And who wants to deal with the wrath of the left? Mm. Nevertheless, here is the solution. One, promote marriage to our youth, the authentic male slash female kind. Mm -hmm. Two, expel all abortion providers from schools. What? What what, what does that mean? Stop promoting homosexuality, gender confusion, and eject these activists from classrooms. Can we do this? Yes, we can. 
but will we? Linda Harvey is the president of Mission America. Linda Harvey will be working in the Pence White House. Just watch. Okay, so let's just start from the beginning. Where, where you want to unpack this from? I want to start with um, this is okay. So I want to be really clear that she cites sources that are accurate. Oh yeah, yeah. She's 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 the right SCI about the, the STI epidemic mm-hmm. is on the rise. Absolutely. And now we come to an impasse. She's got a back. Is the yeah. STI epidemic on a rise because we are training children how to have safe sex? Or is it on the rise because the Trump administration has defunded any sex education program in public schools other than abstinence only? Well, hold on, hold on. It goes way back. Let me put on the MPH hat. It goes right. way, way back before the Trump administration and, and, and but she's like 67% increase in 2017 and it's like right because that's when we stopped doing anything other than abstinence education we did that for the last eight years well, hold on hold on hold right on. hold on because what what she's doing here is she's taking some very she she's first of all she's misconstruing a lot of it but she's also uh, taking some pretty anomalous programs in terms of what most sex education programs, which are determined by states, by the way. They're uh, determined by local school boards mostly. School boards and by states. It depends on the state. Sure. Um, to sort of make her point, and in most places, there's none of that. In fact, the problem is lack of education completely mm-hmm. and abstinence-only education. And a lot of these, you know, a lot of them, yes, they will talk about um, – the risk of STI, but they won't teach about condoms and they won't teach about ways to prevent uh, STI. And people from her argument is like, okay, if you teach, uh, if you teach kids about contraception, that's a license to go have sex. So, so that's where she comes from. Uh, I, we were talking about this yesterday, actually. Yesterday we were the, talking about my dad and his like virulent anti-gay stuff back in the nineties and how, how he came there and like, right. how he got there. And this and, big influential anti-gay book about look at all this disgusting, horrible things that these gay men are doing, which is all stuff all that stuff straight, that people, straight do. people do. Like she brings up oral sex. Like this is some weird, bizarre. Oral and anal sex, which is the practice of homosexuals. That was so weird. Like that you really get a picture this, of like, how disconnected was, this person is, this was, right? Like like two days ago. This was she wrote this blog post. Like So you're talking about this this lady who who only has sex to make kids in one position yes. <laughs> once a year. With her husband <laughs> whenever she wants to have a baby is when she has sex. Oh, in missionary style. Wow. God. <laughs> So this, this How much person, gay sex is her husband having, do you imagine? Oh, my God. I don't even want to. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. So, first of all, like, <clears throat> study after study after study, journal-reviewed scientific studies have shown that abstinence-only education increases yes. the rate of STIs and teen pregnancies. pregnancies. Obviously, because you, you're, not, you're not helping these kids with any information. Teaching them... Did you ever go through abstinence-only education? No, no, no. I no. did. Okay, so I had one class when I was in um, Fort Collins, I guess it was, um, when I was in ninth grade, and they had this presenter come in. It was in health class. And he came in, and it was like a two- or three-hour-long thing. Like, we, like, missed a couple of other classes. It was, like, this presentation that he did. 
it was this whole you know dog and pony show very like um culty televangelist kind of like charming but like also super offensive sure mm-hmm. and he takes this piece of tape uh it wasn't gum no it was tape oh okay duct tape and he sticks the duct tape to like four girls in the class right or four boys i'm sorry four boys in the class and then he doubles the duct tape down on itself right Mm-hmm. And then attempts to pull it apart, and it comes apart pretty easily because it's got a bunch of like skin and shit on it. <clears throat> then he takes another piece of duct tape, doesn't stick it to anyone, sticks it to itself, can't undo it, right? <laughs> and then makes this argument that when women, specifically women, um, open their legs for more than one man, the bond that you will eventually make with your husband is so much more easily broken, just like the duct tape. <laughs> so women are duct tape. Uh, and if you put your body on someone... And this is at a public school. This is a public school. A really good public school, by the way. And this was not our entire comprehensive sex education, but this was a three-hour thing we had to sit through. Mm. Uh, that when women allow more than one man to touch them, they no longer are able to form a bond that is unbreakable. Right? Just like the duct tape. Because women are duct tape. Women are duct tape. I'm a duct tape. That's what I am. And I, I mean, ninth grade, I was like 14, right? Hadn't had sex, had like kissed a boy, but like, you know, and a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then I was like, this is fucked up. And how do you think your, your uh, classmates processed it? Um, well, some of them were experimenting sexually. And so I think it probably really shamed them and made them feel really shitty. Um, I didn't come from a religious family, and so I didn't get that shit beaten into me as much as a lot of them did. Mm -hmm. So for some of them, probably it was, like, really affirming, and for some of them it was probably really shaming, and for some of them, hopefully, it was like, this is fucking bullshit. That Um, would have been my reaction. Regardless of that, um, abstinence-only education does not stop hormone-fueled teenagers from fucking each other. It just doesn't. That's the main problem, right? Is like no matter no matter what approach you take, and this is what the smart educators that this lady hates have realized. Like, we can either keep them in the dark and tell them you just can't have sex, Ever. or we can give them the tools to try to be as safe as possible or safer. And because no matter what we say, they are going to fuck like rabbits. Yes, because that's what happens at that age. Yes, it just is. I mean, not for everybody, certainly, but. The majority of kids start having sex in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 15, 14, 15, 16, 17, somewhere in that range. Right. And if you... The problem with abstinence education is that it's abstinence only. Right. And so there is no, like, you should abstain from sex until marriage, which is also just a garbage thing to tell kids because they're not going to do it, so why bother? <laughs> but also it's not Pat like... Pat Robertson didn't even You should... It. But if you choose to have sex, here are the things that you should do to keep yourself safe, right? Right, yeah. They don't include any of that, which right. we did in my school. They, right. they included, like, put a condom on a banana and here's what a period is and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then this, this other thing is, like, this idea that pleasure should be something we should never tell children is involved in sex, which is fucking crazy. Uh, because, yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of irrelevant whether you tell them that or not. No, like I think it's know. really important to talk about, to say, because it is LGBTQ plus inclusive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
or for people like me, right, with endometriosis and all of this stuff. Also, her what is with her like IUDs if improperly used? You can't improperly use an IUD. So she doesn't know what it is and she doesn't know how it works. You put it in a person's body and then they don't get pregnant because unless like with very rare exceptions. Yeah, she does, she right? doesn't she doesn't know. <clears throat> so my I, I'm improperly using my IUD, Travis. You should be very scared. <laughs> Why don't you use it right? So what we're saying when we talk just about how sex is for reproduction and sex is for making babies, what we're excluding is everyone who doesn't want to have babies, can't have babies, or the people they want to have sex with won't produce babies. Right. And the majority of straight people, every time they have sex, are not trying to make a baby. <laughs> no kidding. You could say That's that, why, right? why like, something like 95% of married Catholic women use, use contraception. Yes. Correct. And the, the church is full of shit, even if so, they go every Sunday. Right. And so I think it is important to talk about pleasure because what we're saying is sex is not this nitty gritty, as she points out, sperm meets egg thing. Right. It's not. That's not the reason people have sex. People don't have sex to make babies. No. People have sex for connection. People have sex because it's fun and it feels good and it's pleasurable. And if we start teaching kids about that, it's a really good avenue into consent. Right. Right? So if you start talking about how sex should be pleasurable for everybody, then we can also say, and you should try to make it pleasurable for everybody. And if you don't feel like it is or you don't want to do it, don't. And you should check in with your partner and make sure they're having a good time, too. Which is probably the crux of what she's talking about, but she doesn't get into that. No. She just, just wants to say, I want, that they're teaching all the progressives kids. want 11-year-olds to fuck each other. And right. it's like, no, I just want them to understand that sex is not about making a fucking baby. That's a possibility that can come out of it, and we should protect against that. But that's not the point, right? That's mm-hmm. not why people have sex. I'm pretty sure my parents have had sex more than three times. Right? I mean... <laughs> I'm pretty sure she has too. Maybe not. I don't know. She seems pretty fucked up in the head about it. But um, clearly, this idea about demonizing pleasure as the main factor in having sex, which it really is for most people, unless you're like trying to have a baby and you're having a hard time, and like it can kind of get in the weeds there, and that's generally seen as a bad thing for like a relationship, right? Uh, when if you're, you're like, feeling pressure, yeah. Yeah, if you're like trying to get pregnant, you can't, and the only reason you have sex is at certain times of day, and like, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that just generally seems like a bad thing because we all understand as adults that sex really isn't about making babies. It's about pleasure and connection and, and you know, that whole thing. So, <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, and I hate to tell you, but uh, people estimate 40 to 60 or more percent of you guys out there are oops. Right. That happened. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I mean. Yeah. Sorry, but like this. Sh- okay. Um. And then yeah, like I don't really know what to say about like uh, the sex practices of homosexuals. I mean, I can talk about the sex practices of homosexuals, um, but I don't think that they're limited to anything that are not the same sex practices of heterosexuals. That, that, that part just blows my mind when she talks about oral sex. Oral and, and anal sex as the sex practices of homosexuals. As if, as if homosexuals own those two things or invented them. Right. Or, and they're the only people that ever do them. Right. Ever. Yeah. I don't, I mean, what do you even say to that? I don't know. What do you say to someone who's that detached from everything? Right. From reality. Right. Like in, in her world, straight people don't have oral or anal sex. Or if they do, they're horribly deviant. 
Right. They're the outliers. Right. Of the world. I mean, that's just like what we call Are, fucking like foreplay and like just a th- another. I mean, I just it's just <laughs> crazy. It's like what? Has this woman ever had an orgasm in her life is what oh, I would like oh, to know. Oh, God. I don't even... I don't want to think about this woman and her sex life. <laughs> I don't want to think about this woman, period. But anyway, I shit you not. Remember the name. What is her name? Helen Hunt? Um, what, what was it? No, don't say that about Helen Hunt. Mar- Margaret Linda Harvey. Atwood? Linda Harvey. Linda Harvey. Okay. Linda Harvey. Also probably like a mother, right? Like... I would assume like Mike so. Pence's mother. Is what well, the, well no. Remember the name Linda Harvey because when it's President Pence, she is going to be working. She's going to be in the cabinet. There's no Seriously, doubt in my right? mind. Right? I mean, if not vice president. But like the real thing that I want to talk about is like when she is citing these statistics that are on the rise about STIs from the CDC, which are correct, of course. I'm assuming she's citing the correct, but but I've read articles that have said that this is on the rise. Yeah, yeah. We have to remember that every time we have a Republican president who's an evangelical or wants to appeal to an evangelical base, they take away comprehensive sex education and That's replace right. it with abstinence-only education, and, so there's, and there's always, always, yeah, and always states. a spike in STDs and unwanted pregnancies. Yes. Yep. And so her spike is not about she how she can't put that two and two together. Now. No, she she's blame blaming it on the fact that we don't want that that there are some pla- and, and when you look so for example right Colorado is this beautiful example of birth control and contraception and sex education yeah this fund by this private uh, donor that we can't disclose gave like 40 million dollars to the state of Colorado for a pilot program wherein um, teenage girls could go get an IUD for free right and it reduced teen pregnancy in our state by 70%. 70%. 70%. 70%. And then the state legislature um, tried to codify it into law, like make it something that the state would pay for. Mm-hmm. Failed to do that. Had several Republican members who are doctors um, be in support of it, but ultimately we didn't control both houses, and so it failed. And then Trump became president. Mm-hmm. And this private donor said, I'm just going to fund it forever. Like, because I went to my doctor. I had to get my IUD replaced, and I went to my doctor, and I was like, should I just do it now before he's, like, you know, mm-hmm. in office? And she was like, literally, the spike in people that have come in for IUD replacements in the last two months, which was, like, the two months after Trump was the president, mm-hmm. after was, like, elected. 60% more women came in for IUD replacements before he was inaugurated. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I just want you to tell everybody and I want you to know that the person who started originally funding this program has committed to just funding it forever. Great. If, like, that it's worked, it's so effective, right? That, mm-hmm. like, they're going to fund it forever. So that's great in my state, but if you live in Mississippi. Or Texas, or Kansas, or yeah, Missouri, Missouri, or Iowa, or. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you can't improperly use your, I don't use my IUD. <laughs> You don't, just, you don't have to like tweak it and press a button. Put it in, and, and like the knife. It's just. It's, she literally probably doesn't know what it is and how it works. No, it's just this bad thing that prevents teen pregnancy. It's an it's an abortifacient, is what mm-hmm. she thinks. Right, it causes me to have an abortion every, every time, time someone ejaculates every, inside of me. Every time. Every time. And sometimes um, not even then, just just you know <laughs> randomly. Randomly, I don't know what she thinks, but I'm. I'm probably misusing my IUD so you should be really nervous yeah but uh yeah so anyway that's my um was really mad um during the break segment well that was a good one yeah you want to know the next one 
Sure. This was not during the break. This sure. is something that happened yesterday that I'm really mad about. Yeah. So let's talk about the Texas uh, school board. Oh, As though that's to. ever had n- any controversy. Speaking of abstinent only and spikes in STDs and pregnancies, if you want to see some really horrifying statistics, look at Texas. Right. Over the, la- the last, I don't know, six to eight years when they started doing this crap. Was it also, um, was it Texas or some other garbage southern state that told girls during sex education that they should spray Lysol in their vaginas after sex which would prevent pregnancy and STIs. I don't I can't know. remember which state that was, but all right. So <clears throat> the headline from the Dallas Morning News um, today or yesterday yesterday was Texas board votes to eliminate Hillary Clinton and Helen Keller from the history curriculum. <laughs> okay. Now, that's a pretty you know bombshell headline right yeah um it's worse than that because it's the texas school board uh so these effects are not going to go into place until the actual board votes on it in november so we still have an opportunity to do some serious disruption here which Mm -hmm. i think y'all will agree um uh, we should so Here's the basics of what happened. There was this voluntary, like volunteer-based board um, advisors, and they advised a bunch of things. Um, and I'm not going to go through the article. I'm just going to go through some of the the at the end of the article, which we can post in the show notes if you want. Um, there's like grade one through high school, and it's all the things that these people have recommended that they've uh, decided that they're going to do probably in a vote in November. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> Helen Keller is an interesting. I get, I get yeah, Clinton, I, I, right? I, I get Clinton if you fucking hate her or whatever, right? I get it. Yeah, but when you talk about the 2016 election, you're just going to say Donald. You're just going to talk about the primary, or you're just going to talk about Donald Trump won and he ran against somebody. And- She's just not included in the curriculum at all. They have to learn about who the president is, who the governor is, and who the mayor is, but they don't have to learn about anything else. Okay. Uh, in terms of prior presidents, the curriculum now states that they will learn about Bill Clinton, but primarily the focus should be on the impeachment. The impeachment that didn't end up in him being removed from Correct. office? Impeachment that failed? Yeah. Okay. That will be the thing that they talk about. Um, <laughs> okay. That's next nice. to the note about removing Helen Keller, who we all know who that is, but who also, in addition to the history we learned in third grade or whatever, um, became like an activist and was like a feminist and like did a bunch of stuff. That's why they hate right. her. Right. Here's what it says. Um, Helen Keller was originally supposed to be um, part of the uh, citizenship portion of okay. the class. Uh, it says, sorry, I have to find it. It says, um, uh, sorry, I lost it. Uh, Okay. In a note next to the deletion from the third grade social studies curriculum in which Keller was included in a lesson about, quote, the characteristics of good citizenship, the work group wrote, quote, Helen Keller does not best represent the concept of citizenship. Military and first responders are best represented. Uh, Isn't, God, these people are so stupid. Doesn't citizenship mean not in that capacity? Correct. Like, not in an official capacity? Isn't right. that the whole point? Right. Like, the, that's... Oh, so, but no, that's what citizenship means now. Fucking Military Texas. or first responders. 
There was no comment next to the recommendation to remove Clinton. Students in that grade <laughs> are still com- required, well, we don't however, need a, we don't need a comment. to learn about the former president Bill Clinton's impeachment. Is Obama going to be in the textbooks? Or are we gonna they just- don't mention him specifically. Um, so, grade one, replace San Jacinto Day with Constitution Day. Sure, In a yeah. section on the origins and customs, holidays, and celebrations of the community, state, and nation. Yeah, yeah, the obvious why they want to do that. Grade three, remove Helen Keller. <laughs> Grade four, um, this is really great. This is This should be the headline. Grade four, remove the phrase, quote, such as holding public officials to their word, unquote, from a requirement that students learn how individuals can participate voluntarily in civic affairs at state and local levels. Uh, okay. Holding public officials to their word has been removed from a way in which students should learn how they can participate voluntarily in civic affairs. <laughs> Can't imagine where they came up with that idea. Um, <sighs> you're going to love this, you and Sandy. She had a meltdown about it. Reinsert the requirement to learn about William B. Travis' letter and reference to, quote, the heroism of the diverse defenders who gave their lives at the Alamo. There's not, oh my God. Yep. Texas is. Now, the heroic defenders who gave their lives at the Alamo. There's so much fucking Alamo shit in the The curriculum already. The fucking heroic defenders, what? There's of the thing we just took? There's so much Alamo shit already. Yes. Uh, I don't, uh, don't Reinsert references to Judeo-Christian parenthetical, especially biblical, unparenthetical law. Yeah, well, the court In the section, major intellectual, philosophical, political, and religious traditions that inform the American founding. Reinsert the biblical figure of Moses and remove Thomas Hobbes. I <laughs> get rid of Hobbes. Which we, Sandy and I were talking about at brunch, which was interesting because she was like, but that, that's so state focused, right? Yeah. Hobbes was like, everyone are savages and that's why we have to have the state because yeah, it like yeah, rains and all the savages. Yeah, people are naturally bad and will kill each other and will be anarchy in the streets. So we so. have to have the Leviathan, which is the state. But they don't, they don't, they haven't read, they don't really know Hobbes. They haven't read, they don't, they're stupid. That, right. They, they don't know what they're doing. Right. They, they just know they want it to be super right wing, whatever that right. means to them. Right. Um... This is, this is a really great one. Insert, quote, Arab rejection of the state of Israel has led to ongoing conflict. Yeah. In the section on the rise of independence movements in Africa, the Middle East, and South Asia. Mm-hmm. So, Arab, you know. Yeah. Rejection of the state of Israel is what is causing the ongoing conflict. And to be fair, that's not entirely untrue. Um, you, you, when you well, invade it, someone else's land and take over a part of it and then kick them out of it, they probably might have some objections. Yeah. Um, but that's not, I don't think, what they meant. <laughs> no. No, they didn't. So, uh, I, 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 look, I can't predict what the students are going to do because th- th- there has to be a student-led revolt for these kind of things like we had here when they tried to pull similar shit for the Jefferson yes. County uh, curriculum yes, and, board, and, yeah. and all mm-hmm. those assholes got voted out a recalled recalled yep. uh, and it was great uh, and so but you know kids in Texas kids generally everywhere are getting a hell of a lot more involved they are so I don't think this is gonna fly I mean we have uh, I, hope, I hope it doesn't I think that this should be spread far and wide I think if you live in Texas you should get involved in the school board um, 
in any way that you can. I think that you should encourage your kids to get involved. I think that we should have some serious disruption. Walkouts. Walkouts. I think we should have, no, we're not just, we're just not going to let that meeting happen today. Um, if it comes down to that, but you know, this again is why when we sort of focus on local politics mattering, this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. Yeah. These are local elected officials at an incredibly micro local level. And when you don't care about stuff like who your school board official is, it matters because what your kids are going to be taught is going to be reflected in who that school board is. You know, I care less about them wanting to focus on Bill Clinton's impeachment. That's dumb, petty partisanship. Yeah. Um, but like Helen Keller. Yeah. Really? Right. They said that the kids had to learn about too many famous people. And so they were trying to streamline it. And so they would remove people, but they, they didn't remove, okay, this is the other really fun part. Hold on, I'll have to find it. Three Texas state level senators were included in that section. Uh-huh. Not, that's not a joke. So three current sitting members of the Texas Whose friends are state on the school Senate board. Yeah. are more important than Helen Keller when talking about citizenship and what it means to be a citizen of this country. Yeah. That's where we are. Like, it's not like... Texas politics is such a nightmare. It is such a nightmare. And it's a nightmare because it's not that the numbers are so overwhelming with people who believe this shit. It's that the numbers are overwhelming in terms of who shows up to vote. Um, yeah. That's how it has been the past 20 years or so. Oh, they recommended getting rid of Billy Graham along with Hillary Clinton, but they left Billy Graham in. Because <laughs> oh, Billy the- Graham has been more influential than Hillary Clinton, of course, somehow. Ugh. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So they just don't want kids to learn so much. It's just too much for the kids. Um, I just wanted to find the part about... Oh, yeah. So they, like, ranked these figures, because it was, like, yeah, like 100 figures or something that kids had to learn in grade school. Mm-hmm. And so they ranked them out of 20 points. Um, Helen Keller scored a 7 out of 20 for historical significance. <laughs> Hillary Clinton scored a five for historical significance. You know, they can't have it both ways with Hillary and Clinton. Hold on, by hold contrast, on local members of the Texas legislature whom fourth graders are forced to learn about got a f- perfect score. Look, you No, can't- no, no. Literally, Helen Keller and Hillary Clinton scored a five and a seven out of 20, and four members of the Texas legislature scored a perfect score of 20 out of 20. For being historically relevant. Hold on. You can't have it both ways on Hillary Clinton, okay? She can't be this evil mastermind who did the Benghazi and, you know, wants to take all the guns and do all these horrible things. And is having, like, a sex ring and yeah, all and the things. Yeah, and the pedophile sex ring, and, that, and she's just not historically significant. Like, one or the other. Right, either <laughs> she's a monster from history or she's not significant, yeah. but it's not both. But she was Secretary of State for eight years and was the major... She was a senator in New York. She was the only female nominee of a major U.S. political party for president. And if you want to say she's a horrible person, that's one thing, but... She matters historically more than some fucking state legislatures from Texas. Like, what? Yeah. Historically, we don't even know their names because they don't matter enough (laughs) for this article to mention them in NBC News or Dallas Morning News, right? But, like, Hillary Clinton is not... Like, I, I... I hate Andrew Jackson, but I think he's historically significant. You should yeah, learn about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I would say so. <laughs> like. As is Ronald Reagan. And, right. And uh, Herbert Hoover. Right. You know? Right. Anyway. Anyway. 
We got a couple minutes left. What other current events that we've forgotten about? Or that's on you, baby. It's on me. Yeah. I brought up all the things I wanted to yell about. Well, lost in the shuffle of everything <laughs> is that Kim Jong-un is definitely still has nukes and is definitely still working on his nukes. So we don't know what the hell is going to happen there, but it's not going to be good. Right. And I'm still just incredibly pissed off about the way the media covered that as if it was this peace breakthrough based on absolutely nothing. Uh, and it did help his poll numbers. When you look at this yeah. little spike in the polls Trump had, it's because people really thought this North Korea thing was some sort of diplomatic breakthrough. Uh, it wasn't, and there was no evidence to that at all. And we're kind of back where we started, or in a much more dangerous position now. Oh, I, yes. Before we go, we have got to mention the uh, get just like briefly, but like in detail about what it means that President Trump said that. 3,000 people did not die in Puerto Rico. Yeah, so what he's been doing, half because there's another hurricane bearing down uh, that's now slamming into the Carolinas, and it's going to be like epic flooding and really bad, and people kind of don't conceive of how bad it's probably going to be, unfortunately. Um, He's also in this revisionist history because there was a... Uh, a, a government-funded look at how many people actually died in Maria. And Let's find out, actually, how many it, it was really deaths a, of American right. citizens there were. Yeah, it was And a, it was about 3,000, which 3, is about 000. the same number of people that died in 9-11. And Trump has been on the tear that no, not nearly that many people died. The Democrats just made up this number to make me look bad. And he's been tweeting that nonstop. Uh, and a couple of people picked up on it. Lou Dobbs tried to say that it was right or, or or they try or they're trying the semantic games to say well the people died in the aftermath of course that makes it look much worse for trump if you're going to frame it that way um and yeah but they think it doesn't and i'm sorry but it's not bizarre it's ethnic cleansing and genocide it's literally saying three thousand brown people died and now i'm going to pretend they didn't exist right exactly. it's not that's it it's ethnic cleansing that's it it's saying these people don't matter Right, they're not significant. They're, no, not they don't Americans. exist. Yeah, they don't exist. They didn't die because they never existed. So, how do you think that's going to look in the coming wars? What is that going to look like? I don't know. I mean, it is it is it is Orwell, but stupid. Like, I didn't get the sense from 1984 that the that Big Brother was like stupid and incompetent. No, they no, were no, just no, evil. Right. Like this is that, but also really stupid. Right. And there was a New York Times report that I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to give a whole lot of detail about because I haven't been able to read it. But um, the number of uh, migrant children who are currently in U.S. custody is not like 2,500. It's Mm 12,800. Yeah. And how we got that wrong and how we figured it out and all of that is something I'll be delving into and we can talk about it next week when we figure out what the fuck that means. Yeah. But that's a thing that happened too. And so when you think about, you know, concentration camps and you think about fascists and you think about Nazis and you think about how horrible it was, I would like you to think about how we frame brown people, particularly that are not citizens of this country, Um, which Hitler argued that they were not citizens of Germany, Mm -hmm. right? And that it was in the best interest of his people, as many have argued here, that it's in the best interest of the American people to segregate them 
until we can figure out if they're violent or if they're criminals or what we have to do because we can't just let them roam around. Yeah, exactly. And so we've had 3,000 brown people already died and then been rejected. Their deaths just glossed over by Herr Trump. Mm-hmm. And now we have 12,800 children who are brown who are being held in camps in our country. And I don't know how many more steps down the path we have to take. Yeah. How many? What? What else? What? I don't know. It's you shudder to think about what else. What? But how much longer do we until we're done with this? We're just gonna keep going down this path like the fucking Germans did and be like, it's probably fine. It's not me. Well, hopefully November. We will see. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, I've been Travis. This is Rachel, Rachel with me and. We'll be back next week. God knows what will happen in the meantime and everything we'll have to talk about. But stay active, stay tuned, stay involved. Find us on Twitter at Reverend Duo. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.